podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, Namaste, Satrikal, Kame Chu, Vanakam, and Assalamu Alaikum. It's the Amphil Index Desi podcast. And we're back after another hey. month or so. Paji Kidna, Tik Taka. Badia. Nare Bache Badia. Yeah, the man, they're fighting strong. Yeah, the sides are now crawling instead of bounding and jumping everywhere. And I think any minute now he's probably going to try and start climbing up on stuff and it's going to be scary times. It's going to be Scary fun time. times, fun times, fun times. Always fun. So, Paji. Um, Hanji. You know, let's do some intros sure. before we get into it. Let's, yeah, let's, let's intro our guests. Our are, they, are they even guests? guests? <laughs> well, yeah, kind of like we open the door, they come in. So, yeah, officially they are guests. Anyway, guests. Kind of like a bad, than... bad smell, you mean? <laughs> No, but you can throw the trash out, Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> In this case, then you can't really throw them away. Um, arising like the pit of fire that she is and returning from Las Vegas shoe shop in Judith Hill and Mankaland, it's our very own Kebabish Nina Gotta McDonald's. Welcome <sighs> to the show, Nina. Thanks. I'll have a donor and chips hold the donor. <laughs> I got nothing to do with Donna, man. I'm married to a printer. You want me to? Why would you want me to hold Donna? Oh, dear me. Um, Sorry, causing, I'm causing fights in my marriage. I am, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm that evil guest. You know, the one that stirs up shit in your house. <laughs> the one we can't wait to leave. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Doesn't take the hint. Mm. Well, I don't want to say so early in the pod, but never mind. The other girl in the other corner. In the other corner, we've got loudmouth, sassy, and brush corner Cambridge. And I might be knocked out by another half on a regular basis, banished to sh- a shed to sleep with a mower. But never let it be said that Cambo hasn't got a hint of Rambo about him, especially his diet of black banana. Cam, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, buddy. Lovely intro, as I know. Indeed. <laughs> it's been a long time. Oh, no, fair. <laughs> Why the fuck does he get a nice intro? <laughs> but you know what, Nina? You, you know you're saying, you know, you're, you said um, you're the one who causes all the trouble when you, when you come round. Yeah. I thought you were talking about my Massey then. Oh, shit. <laughs> all I'm saying is, have you seen me and your Massey in the same room? <laughs> well, this is true, actually. This is true. Although no, no, she's no. 80-odd and you're, what, 26, yeah? <laughs> I was going to say, so she looks like an old hag, but I didn't want to dis- dis- disrespect your Massey. <laughs> Sorry, Cal. Uh, well, now, you're disrespecting my, now you're just disrespecting my jeans. Uh, wait, you know, that's it. The, the disrespect is real. You know, you're all a bunch of assholes. <laughs> yeah, but you keep coming back. <laughs> so does my Massey. <laughs> It's because the sponsors ask me to do it. You know our official sponsors. Bank of Baroda. <laughs> <laughs> She's the payroll in her. Fucking hell. 
No, Brabantia, because they make the bins. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, dear. Anyway, anyway. Wait up, he's got more CG. Does that make him Terminder? From Shole. More CG? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what you're saying, don't you? Shut the fuck up. I'm hearing that you're Tanga. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, Jesus. He does drive us about sometimes. <laughs> oh, dear. That's oh, good. Nice little short list of. Indeed. But Santi's not on the pod, though. No, no. Anyway, we're back no. again. We're month three. We conquered a team from Europe. We thought we'd never we stop. We thought we'd never stop. Oh. We beat the we beat the, the top, top num, and, and the party Sajman <laughs> got, got knocked out, out by Chelsea. Bloody hazard while I go. He scored again at the weekend. Then started Stefano. Are are are. Napoli, please go away. City, City came, came but did not play. Salah Mahrez, Lalol Day. Oh my god. I what think... the fuck about Southampton? <laughs> He's got more? He's got more? Well, I think that nicely covers. No, that's literally what the fuck about Southampton. Yeah, who cares? Who cares? It was a rubbish game. Um, I think that nicely covers whilst we've been away, you know, in the month of Stoptober. <laughs> do folks think we've stopped marching on or are we simply warming up to the challenges ahead much has been made by many a persons on the goals not going in or us looking off the pace but is this really a true reflection of the journey to date you know what Baji? you haven't been on a pod for ages so you know what you are going first you are going first oh thank you do you know what when you're in the mix of it all I like going like Chelsea and City. I didn't get to go to Napoli away. Um, fucking good job. Fucking good job. Very, <laughs> no, not really. I don't, I like going to my away. Mm-hmm. So it started with PSG. You know, like when you're in the mix of it, all you want is the win. You don't care about anything else. You just want to win. And I remember PSG standing there, literally gripping the end of my seat and gripping the end of, um, the row one barrier almost and, and praying and hoping that we didn't fuck it up. So when it got to two all, I thought it's all over. I can't believe it can't finish like this. Oh, I got Bobby, hello. Did his gum. We're like fantastic. Three two, all the way home. Literally on a high, proper adrenaline rush because it was so tense inside for me. But I thought, you know, we don't want to fuck it up again. We don't want to be in like this position where we've been fantastic and like Sevilla. You know what? At the end, it goes towards them, and they could take away a point. So it was fantastic doing over PSG. We fuck over Tottenham, but the we then go, all right, you know what? Let's go and do the rest of them. And we did. You know what? I, when you're in it all, as I said, getting knocked out of the cup by Chelsea was a bit gutting because the way Hazard scored. Then at the weekend, in the way that that goal happened, and then obviously Sturridge getting the equaliser that day, I genuinely thought that we would have buried them because we had enough chances that were just just wasn't happening. But the game was so end to end. It felt like a win when yeah. Sturridge scored to me. Like it was buzzing. I was buzzing all night. It, yeah, it felt relief. You know, yeah. if you score a last minute winner or a last minute equaliser, especially when you think of who the competition is at that point in time, you're like, it's everything, right? Because you've snatched the point. 
you've, you, you're facing defeat, you're like, oh, we don't deserve this. You get the point, you go, right, we'll take it. Yeah, when you're there, as I said, when you're in the mix of it, that's all you want to win. But when you walk away from it and you look back, you realize it's a marathon, not a sprint. You know, I first thought we were going to do what Chelsea did a few seasons ago, accumulate as many points as possible. So by the time we got to February, March, foregone conclusion, everything's in the bag. But I was wrong. I was wrong, I admit. I see, you know, last part I said that's what I was thinking, but I'm wrong. Klopp may be looking at it that in the games where our real competitors for top spot can't gain an advantage, then kind of don't lose your ground in those matches either. Yes, yeah, so the likes of Chelsea and Man City, if you asked him, like, okay, you know, at the end of it all, would you be happy if they couldn't get anything out of the match or what they got was a point because you've shared the spoils at that point in time? You would probably thought, you know what, you're keeping pace with the top of the league, then yeah, it's fine. To us though, normal individual human being, as soon as you come, you know, home, you're like going, I wish we were, I wish we this happened. And you watch the match back and you realize how tight things can be or how open they are. So you're grateful almost that, you know, it didn't go the wrong way because it could have so easily have done that. But I'm sure there will come to Mahrez's hilarious penalty at some point or somebody else cover it. So I'm not going to take away anybody's glory on that side of things because it's been done to death. But, I think right now, what, it's October gags. We're still in the top of the league. You know, it's only goal differences are kind of keeping teams separated right now. But at least we're there. At least we're in the mix still. And it's not a case of mm. us being in the mix and not being any part of the party. At least we get to dictate some of that party too. No, no. And I think it's, it's a nice, um, nice kind of like, you know, your summary of, of what, and what you, what it was like to be at some of those games. Um, City, I just want to ask you before I go to Cam. Uh, with, with, with the original question. City then, how did it feel when you were watching that in the stadium? Obviously, we watched it at home. It was a tense game, but it was, I, I mean, I didn't enjoy it the first time round. I was very frustrated. But the second time round, I really enjoyed that game. I, I said on your under pressure last night, I thought it was so much, so, it was so good to watch. For, for some, I don't know why. In, I just enjoyed it. Uh, I'll tell you what, when you're in the match, and you're seeing how they're nullifying each other, or you see what Mendy's doing. Cause I remember seeing some of the groups that were in, that Mendy, I thought, was their man of the match for me because he was literally all over his side and he would get beyond the halfway line. He would carry the ball. He would get beyond players as well. Wouldn't think twice about it either. And he's very difficult to stop when he gets going. But City were very, 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 very acutely aware of the fact that if Mendy got exposed, that we would literally destroy them behind him. And the few times we did beyond get beyond Mendy, and then start attacking, you realise how quickly City would get so many people back. I'm surprised City players didn't fall over at the 60th minute. Because they, they ran less, by the way. They ran less. And it didn't look like to me in the oh, match. No? I thought they were yeah. literally dra- you know, going, matching us toe to toe and going everywhere. I thought Laporte played really well against Salah. I think that's what it High was. High Laporte. Yeah, he did really good. <laughs> and I think Fernandinho got away with so many little fouls that they kept breaking the game up. They're very clever. Yeah. I think they High Mary Laporte and Johnny Butter, Hannah. Huh? I know, that's it, Johnny Butter. <laughs> <laughs> they, right. they, yeah, they were, yeah, they were really good. And even Kyle Walker, I think he only had one nosebleed in the whole match that's where he it, left yeah. the half that I can remember of in the first half yeah. anyway. And he got where he went by beyond the halfway well. line. Um, but otherwise, they stayed so far. They were so compact. And the space, this is the thing that did, did my nutting, is that if Salah advances, you've got three on one. If you manage to wriggle away from that, you've got another three on one somewhere else with regards to Salah, or sorry, with regards to Mane or Firmino. Yeah. Then you look at the midfield. So you've got Ginny, Miller goes off, 
Keita comes on and you've got Henderson. And at some points you've got Henderson advancing, then you've got Junior advancing, Henderson stays back, and so on and so on. And it kept on going like that. But Keita really advanced. It was a weird one. It was a, basically the ultimate respect from uh, from Pep, I thought, and clock back. Cam, the question, though, the question mm. here is, <sighs> you know, are we, are we, you know, running out of steam? Because, you know, because the goals aren't going in. Are we looking off the pace? Is it really a true reflection of the journey to date? Was the question. Um, I don't think we're running out of steam. I mean, I think, yeah, you could say the midfield looks a bit tired. Um, the, the front flea are playing well, actually playing well, if that makes sense, because they're doing everything apart from putting the ball in the back of the net. So as for the goals of somebody dried up, well, the goals dried up Napoli aside against Chelsea, who scored one goal, we scored one goal and against City, who didn't score against us and we didn't score against them. So that's the two big games where the goals haven't really happened or the three big games where the goals haven't really happened. So, the goals aside, um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not worried. I think, you know, I think we're in a fantastic position. If you'd said to me, uh, August the 10th when the season started, I think it was, um, that come this international break, we'll be joined top of the league. Well, all right. We're third, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah. I'd say joined uh, top's nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice, it's nice to say that we're joined top of the league. We've, we've played out of the eight league games we've had, we've played three of the top Five, six teams? Yeah, and some of the away games are harder than the other two have played, like Palace yeah. away and, and Leicester Palace, away. Yeah, Leicester. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So we've had, we've had, we've had theoretically five really tough games in those eight games. So rather than looking at it too negatively, look at how positive it should be. You know, the other teams haven't had as hard a set of fixtures as what we've had. And it may have caught up with us because we haven't really been able to introduce the new, the two new players in the way that we would want to, as in, or even the three new players that we want, you know, the way we want to introduce them into the team because they're not ready to play the system yet. And that would be obviously Fabinho, Kaita, uh, or keep Gerd, as a uh, Jagdesh said earlier, um, or, and, uh, Shakiri. So yeah. once those three players get integrated within the team better and we can then start doing a little bit more rotation and, you know, freshen things up. And I, I'd like to see da- Danny Sturridge get a few more minutes as well, to be honest. Mm. I think, you know, he's, I think he's a real goal threat for us. Uh, and um, I think he needs to get more minutes. And, you know, I think Klopp's messed up a couple of times in a couple of games where he could have used Sturridge a little bit better. Um, and that's some of the games where we, we struggled to score goals. And you, it's going to happen. You're not going to go out every game and score a goal. Your teams do have nil-nils. It happens. It's part of football. Teams only score one goal sometimes. But it's pr- what's great about this season is, is our defence. We've only conceded. You do realise though, Cam, that for almost yeah. an eternity, we never won two nil, and we never did nil nil. I know. It's a, it. You're right, Padre. It's a, It's a new phenomenon uh, this season. To don't like to it. No, it's not. But then I. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you. I was watching S- Sunday's game, and I was fascinated by it. I was absolutely fascinated. I thought it was such a great tactical battle. What both teams were trying to do, and, and the way they absolutely they, they did they they practically nullified each other. Yes, it's, let's be honest. City should have won. You know, when you get a spot kick in the 88th minute, it 
it's it's a match winning goal at the end of the day. It's, you put you, 99 times out of 100, that ball's going in the back of the net. No, no, no not Mares, mate. He's missed five out of eight. <laughs> well, he, he still, he did, but then he's, he scored three out of eight. So, he, you know. Okay. That's, eight. how does that work out to 99 out of 100, Cam? This is Nina right, Maths here. What the I hell? My, he scored uh, less than 50%, wait, Cam. Wait, that's wait. Oh, she's got it right. Wait. Wait, well done, Nina. Massive, Thank well done. You. <laughs> <laughs> no, my point was. I have a feeling you're not going to lose that tiger, yeah. Nina. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Massive Kaza. No, my point was, in a normal, normally, 99 times out of 100, you'd say the penalty is going to be scored in the 88th minute yeah. to win the game. Yes, you would. Now, the fact that, the fact that they, Mares decided to take it off of Jesus and. He didn't, he didn't decide. Pep, Pep decided. Oh, was it? Well, he, he yeah. just went, the, the clip I saw, he took it off Jesus. He did, because Jesus, Pep was saying, looked, and that's yeah, why, Jesus that's why, Jesus wouldn't have given it him unless Pep yeah. didn't say, you see. And that's why there was no moaning afterwards. And that's why Pep went up to Jesus at the end of the game and gave him a hug and said, don't worry, you know, it's, it's my decision. But, so, so we, we, we could have lost that game. Yes, we got, absolutely. We, we escaped with a point. We, don't forget, against Tottenham, they should have had a penalty at the end. And that could have then, we could have lost yeah. two points And also, there. Sturridge, so Sturridge might not have scored at the end of Chelsea, so it could have been one point out of yeah. nine. Yeah. And so we got five. Fact, we've actually got some luck going yeah. for us this season, whereas in, if you look at last season, look at some of the decisions that were going against us and how many points did that cost us at the end of the season. We're yeah. making up for that this season, and it's brilliant. Absolutely. And an assist to Darth for that from UP for that little thing that I just said with five points. So, Nin, uh, coming to you... Doing a bit of a John Ritchie there from the old AI podcast, if you guys remember. Uh, what do you think then of of the attack, and what do you think of all this stuff that people are saying about, you know, we're not scoring goals, it's another crisis? Um, do you think there's more to it? Is there more than just? I mean, I don't want to keep saying it because I'm going to be going to them blue in the face. I've said it so many times in WhatsApp in the last 24 hours that I just, oh, people are going to get sick of me, but. What is there anything else, you know, basically that there is to play here? Like, part of why we aren't scoring? Well, first of all, I think the lads have answered that so well. I can't really add to that. All I'm going to say is if a crisis consists of you being joint top and unbeaten and having the toughest run of fixtures that you're going to have compared to all your competitors. That's what I was looking for. And you still manage to keep your head above water in some points, as Cam said, get really lucky getting like the late equaliser against Chelsea. Um, then you'll be a man, my son. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, you've got, um, you know, the city as well being very fortunate that, you know, Pep Guardiola fucked up and picked the wrong penalty taker. You know, things like that. There could have been three penalties in that game. And had one of those been when Aguero was on, they definitely would have scored that. And the complexion of that game would have completely changed, um, in my opinion, because then you're chasing the game. Um, with regards to the attack, all I'm going to say is I think people have switched on to the fact that if you give our front three space, they're going to exploit it. And what I'm not being funny. Teams are there to evolve and get better. Just because we get better, everyone else gets better too. That's how usually football goes, you know, in terms of transfers and a new season. And you've got to get better with coaching 
And if if our front three was the, one of the most deadliest in Europe, if not the deadliest in Europe, are you telling me that teams are not going to wise up to that? Are you not going to tell me they're going to defend better than that? Because if they don't, then they're stupid. So the fact that teams are wisening up yet yeah, makes sense. One thing I will say is that I feel like there's a lot of emphasis on Mo Salah in terms of even the defending as well. I feel like he really doesn't have any space. And if that's the case, then if there's if he's attracting defenders then I think maybe this will come in, in, in duration and in time, but there should be space for the other front too. But I just, I think Mane has been better. I think Firmino still needs to find his kind of feet a little. But I'm not concerned, Gags, because this time last year, it was pretty much same. I just think this attack might just be a bunch of like late bloomers in that regard. But we, we've not, like like we've said, we're unbeaten in the league. I don't understand the angst. Yeah, me too. I'm, uh, uh I mean, you know, I, I had a debate last night as well. I just, can't you just keep to... fighting. I know. I keep, I do keep fighting at the moment. I don't know what's wrong with me. I keep debating everywhere. We've opened a new subscribers, uh, Tenacious <laughs> we've opened a new subscribers <laughs> WhatsApp group with nearly a hundred in there already. And it's just like, I'm just going at it. It's funny. But the thing, the thing is, the thing is, uh, I just think there is no way you you can't, you can look at these games in isolation totally. Analysis wise, yes, one by one. But overall, you've got to look at it and say, who have we played over the last month? And which personnel have we played over the last month? And why have we done that? It's, be- you know, uh, he's trying to make it tight on purpose. He doesn't want to give an edge to anybody. And it's affecting the front three because he's keeping it as tight as possible, especially the last two games. He hasn't want to go, he doesn't, he hasn't shown anything that he's wanting to go gung ho. Klopp at all and playing that flat three in midfield they've worked their arse off to be fair to them and it's caused one of them to get injured as well uh fatigued totally so you know and he said himself on tv after the game he said himself you know i had to play these three they know the system for these games it's going to change going forward the new boys you know they could i couldn't bring them in so he's explained it he's explained it and it makes a lot of sense to me that why he had to do that i mean the big, the big question a lot of people had, Bodgy, was why, why was Gomez playing right back? You know what I mean? Why did, why is Trent out? Why did Trent get dropped? That was another big issue. I mean, I, I don't know. I want, I want to know what your thoughts were on that. I didn't really have a problem with it, to be honest. I, I realized a long time ago, people like to fume about team selection. They get all excited and all their nappy gets into a niggle and, you know, a dirty nickel in the, yeah, the dirty comes out on the Twitter. Oh my god, ah, oh my god, kind of thing, Hannah. Mossy! They go to Mossy G! What's going on? How many times have we been proved wrong by people fume about the team selection, seeing guys out, smacks the fucking bejesus out of whoever's in front of them, i.e., same time when we played City in February, and a certain Lovren started, we won 4 3. Uh, the last three goals, that, sorry, the two goals that they got towards the end, which is start most of the team being shit at that point in time and absolutely on their ne- on their legs. Yeah, they were they were absolutely battered in that four three in regards to how tired they were in the last ten, fifteen minutes or so. Now look I'm at sorry, the Bajan, in- did Lovren start that game or did he come on as a sub late on? No, he started because Van Dyke was injured. Oh, I thought Lovren came. Alright. Oh, yeah. Sorry, go on. The D okay. the D V didn't start that match, right? The February one. No, didn't I can't remember. Uh, yeah, go on, sorry. No, yeah, no, buddy, like, you're right. You're right. He didn't, buddy. He didn't. He didn't start, no, right? No. no. So this is what the thing like people get really, really 
antsy about shit that goes on with team selection. Again, we're not the manager. We, we He knows what he wants to do. Now, in regards to Trent, I get it. You know, Gomez is stronger. He is physically stronger, I, from what I see, in respect to Trent. So if you can imagine Sané coming up against um, Trent, Sané coming up against Joe Gomez, Bernardo Silva, David Silva coming up against Trent, coming up against Joe Gomez. Now, also, if you want to stop space, yeah, and you've got to switch very quickly between three in the back and four in the back, and you want to put somebody extra in the midfield, i.e. like Robbo was going forward, yeah, or Gomez goes forward, Henderson has to drop back, or some, at some points you'd have Hendo coming back, and then you'd have Gomez and Robbo in a, in a line of five almost. When you look at it from that perspective, you then go, right, I kind of get it. I, I don't know why people complain about that. I don't know why people get, as I said, they're nappy and niggle and want to complain to Marcy G and they directly comes out on Twitter. I, I just sit there and think, it's pointless. So one person who said he was coming out was Nina's Nin. So <laughs> why were you so worried about this change? <laughs> We've been a chat about this already, haven't we, privately, but go on. <laughs> You know, you're such a little fucking twat. I can't <laughs> deal with your bullshit. Okay, this is this was my reason for it. <clears throat> I didn't I didn't fume all over nope. and say we're going to lose. Didn't I just fume. had concerns, and yeah. I just think you know when you're playing the the champions, and you know one one of the teams that you know scores for fun as as Manchester City do. They're a great team. They're a great squad. They can really hurt you and damage you. And I just thought maybe this wasn't the game to experiment a little, if that makes sense. If there was an injury to Trent Alexander-Arnold, I completely get it. And Gomez is the right fit because Klein hasn't had an awful lot of games. But then I was thinking maybe Fabinho could have come in, but then obviously he's not played an awful lot of games. I, I get that. I, it just for me, the timing wasn't right. If there's an injury, I get it. If there wasn't, and he need, you know, and he just wanted to like sort of play jiggery pokery with them, you know, like the system and see if you can, you know, bring Lovren into it. It just didn't make any sense to me. However, I don't understand. This is what I don't understand. I don't understand why people are still fuming about it because did they concede? No. Okay, they could, they gave, they gave away a penalty. They could have given away two more, but did we lose the game? Did we concede? We got away with it and I just naturally just moved on. And I think, and I I think, and I think that's a fair reaction to have because the defense has been doing so well. And I just thought you're playing, you're playing Man City and maybe today is not the time to experiment. It's like, you know, when I've got to go to, a, I've got to be somewhere very important. I'm not going to play with new makeup products, am I? I'm going to go with what I know. Great analogy. And I, Personally, though, wouldn't you agree that the back four that played aren't an experiment? They played together most last season. Because Gomez played right back last season, right? Yes, so, that's, yeah. that's, that's very true. That is very yeah. true. And I, I completely take that on board. I mean, by experiment, I meant like, you know, Gomez. Basically bringing when, in Lovren no, Cole. No, 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 no. Yeah, bringing in Lovren into that game, into that high pressure game. And you know, Lovren, I've said this to you guys, he's like a Russian roulette player. You don't know what you're going to get. Well, we were and close was, to giving away a penalty. <laughs> yeah, Box it was very much, it was very much that kind of performance from him because he put in some great blocks, but then he could have given away two penalties. And with regards to Gomez, this was my issue, guys. You know, last season, him and Trent shared the, the, mm. the position, right? Mm. And I felt like, Trent made that position his own last 
last season. I thought he had the better games because I thought Gomez sometimes struggled in that role a little because his physicality is quite a big guy, right? I'm not saying he had bad games, but I thought, like, you know, he had a few suspects and people knew what, you know, like, chip him, you know, beat him in the air. You can do things to him and he has got weaknesses. And then, of course, he became injured and then Lovren became injured and then he becomes a centre-back and all these confidences instilled into this young lad again and he looks like he's really enjoying his football, enjoying taking instructions from Virgil van Dijk. That could be your centre-back pairing. And then I just felt like, shit, you're putting him back at that position where he struggled a little and maybe there was some, maybe, you know, some, uh, you know, psychological, you know, like... It kind of messed him up a little, maybe, in the last yeah. season. I, that, I, that was, I get, that was I my concern. What, I get what you're saying. I kind of took it the other way. I went, like, he's so positive right now, so mm. boosted, Gomez That's right now. That you could play well. him anywhere. Like, yeah. He would be like, yeah, I'll play there. And because and Lovren and Van Dyke played together so much, they know each other so well. Like, they do, though. I mean, I know people don't like it, but it, it worked last season. You know, it did work. And they had some great games together. And everybody says it's all Van Dyke's, you know, credit to Van Dyke. I don't care. That's fine. The fact of the matter is that they would, they were well. They worked well. Cam, am I, am I like talking shit here or did they not do well last season towards the end of the season? Both of them? No, we've had a great defensive record since, uh, the turn of the year. Yeah. Uh, since, uh, since October, since October, to be honest, it's been a year now. Yes. Since Lovren had the, uh, car crash against, um, since Tottenham. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the out, the, the defensive side of the team completely changed from that moment onwards. And it got even better, like say, when Muggs was dropped. And it's got even better now since Allison has come in. The partnership between, uh, Joe and Van Dyke, I think is one of the best, could develop into one of the best partnerships we've seen since, uh, Cara, Cara Hippia? I'd say, I'd say since, uh, Hanson and Lawrenson. Wow. I reckon they could. Go, I reckon they could. I reckon they could go to that level. I mean, Jeez. you've got to give it to Van Dyke. Van Dyke is a supreme defender. He is. They are. He, and, they, and I understand people's concerns to to split them up. But what I meant was the drop down wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't that yeah. bad. But the thing is, I can understand what Nina's saying because you've got to remember, Lovren's coming in cold mm. into a big game, and you're and you're breaking up what has been an extremely good centre-back pairing yeah. and to get the, the core of any defence is your centre-backs and your goalkeeper now the three of them have been working brilliantly there's not been any concerns with those three even against Napoli those three in the middle were superb and to do, and to move that to split that up against Sergio Aguero Mares, David Silva and David Silva was causing us problems because nobody knew what to do with him because he was playing in that half space. I'll, I'll be honest, with you, I thought it was one of his worst games. But at first half, he was causing problems. They didn't know what to do with him. He he was, you know, they weren't sure. The Lovren wasn't sure whether to go with him. Hendo wasn't sure whether to come back and drop on him, and it was causing little issues. And you know, you 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 need uh, solidity at the back. Like Nina said, there could have been any other day. They could have had three penalties. But yeah, I suppose we should be, we should thank Pep for not going gung ho against us then. <laughs> kind of nice that he took it easy and <laughs> he was shitting himself. 
That's that's uh, gonna be one of the ultimate respects, right? About Pep Guardiola, Guardiola. <laughs> he lives next door. Manchester's next door. Liver Guardiola, huh? Guandi. Guandi means neighbor, by the way. So, I love it. Guardiola so, is brilliant. That's what we call yeah, him now. Pep Guardiola. So uh, Guandi was sitting there thinking, I could start Sane, or I could go with Silver and Silver. And even I was like, I haven't seen Silver and Silver. And then I thought to myself, I need to check this. Silver and Silver haven't started together in the league. Silver and Silver did start together, though, in the Champions League away match. If I recall correctly. And it fucking caused us pain, man. Because <laughs> Sane or somebody else would come and join them. They're like, they had this triumvirate of people coming at you. You're like going, fuck, man. Like, disappear. Jabba joy, that kind of thing. And they wouldn't go away. But Silver and Silver were being, I wouldn't say subdued, but playing well against by the likes of Gomez, Lovren, Van Dyke, and whichever flavour of the month midfielder decided to drop back at that point in time and help them, help the defence out along with Robbo. You know, I don't think it was that bad. No, no, I don't think it, it was that bad. But do you know what? To nail it, I was thinking about this while everyone's been talking. It's Kir gags. It's rice pudding. You go, you go to, you go to, you know, you go to a desi dinner. Yuck. You go to a desi, you go to a desi dinner party. Shut up, Cam. Yuck the butcher. Uh, <laughs> horrible. Can't stand it. For fuck's sake. Yeah. We, we, no, we, we know not to invite you. Put it that way. So, Sunday so mornings, to, no cam. Yeah. So you go to someone's dinner party, desi dinner party, and they bring out the rice pudding, the key. Now, the first thing that goes through the mind. No, oh, you can't. Shit. It's the key that's come out. For fuck's sake, honestly. You're just like those dirty Twitter people. Um, <laughs> go on, sorry, buddy, go on. So the key, the key comes out, and you look at it, and the first thing that goes through your mind is, I wonder how you're going to taste. Have they burnt you, or have they made you okay? You don't know. You just don't know, because it looks right. Looks right. You know what? You can't tell it's burnt. Smells all right. It's only when you taste it, do you know whether the fuck had burnt it or not. Yeah? And this is a desi problem up and down the country on a Saturday night or Sunday morning when you're at the Godara. It happens everywhere. Because somebody leaves the kheer, the rice pudding, to boil for too long. Ridge for too long, kheer goes bad. Yeah? But they put it out there. So it all looks really nice. Similarly, our defensive setup is like that currently. When the defensive setup works, it's brilliant. When it goes to pot, or you think, oh shit, moments have arrived, it's the key, has the key gone bad? You know, did I have a nice bit at the top and then all of a sudden it was burnt at the bottom? You don't know until you go for it all. As I said, not every football match is going to be, is going to be an oil painting. It's just not going to happen. But, chess matches are, are no oil paintings either. They're not. They're fucking boring when you watch them. And unless you actually totally get what's going on in regards to the tactical side of it, you sit there and go, am I really going to look at a chessboard for an hour and a half before somebody makes a move? No, you're fucking not. You're going to go and do something else if you're like me because you get impatient. But these two, Guandiola and Klopp, both of them looked at it and thought, all right, you know what? I'm going to set myself up so you can't do anything bad to us. Guandi did the same. And this was the net result. It was, it was. So 
let's move on from uh, from the month that was. It's we we we've uh, healed it pretty well. So once the international break is over next week, it's a run of uh, Huddersfield, Cardiff, Arsenal, Fulham, a spot of Goody Vina Chevra, aka Red Star, Belgrade, in between twice, twice. So titles aren't won in October, right? They're not won in November either. But you can leave the party and maybe not get back in. Is this where we have to show our bonte? Marbles? Uh, balls? Brendan loved a bit of character. What do you reckon this he pod Will it be Burfi at full time? Or will it be barfing at bedtime, Nina? What do you reckon of that run? I'll go through it for you again. Huddersfield, Cardiff, Arsenal, Fulham, and then the two Red Star games. You gotta say that until the next international break. It's a pretty, pretty nice run. Just, just in case nobody got it, Kuri Binachevra. Yeah. yeah. Have you actually seen how they write Red Star Belgrade? Yeah, yeah, it's really close to it. Gervena Chivevda. Yeah, it looks like Kuri Binachevra. Kuri Bina means without woman or without girl, so that's very. Yeah, very and Chevra is Bombay mix. So. Oh shit! <laughs> Literally Bombay mix. Many, like many, many, many a man would have picked the Chevra. Believe me, Nin. Tell me about this run. Easy. I, I think. <laughs> Talk about confidence. No, no, no. I'll be honest. With you. you know the one that kind of sticks out to me, and it probably sticks out. I think. Um, Red Star would look like the easy game. I think the first one's at home, am I right? Huddersfield's away. Uh, yeah. Cardiff at home. Arsenal away. No, yeah, 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 yeah. And then Fulham at home. Okay. Uh, well, all those look pretty standard to me. Huddersfield like to give us points. I know they're struggling, but I, I'm sorry. That's a done. Um, the one that sticks out for me, um, I'm quite happy with all of them and I'm quite confident. The one that sticks out to me is, um, is the Champions League one. For, um, uh, for one reason, um, uh, it's a must-win game. Yeah, both of them. It's yeah, they're both must-win games because I'm, I've I've not looked at the Champions League um, table, but I'm guessing we're third, right? Second, I think. We, no, 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 no. We will be third because Napoli have got four points. Yeah, but we Paris beat... Saint Paris Saint Germain have three points, but a head-on goal difference. No, it's not. It's on. It's head-to-head. We beat them. Oh, is he on head-to-head? Indeed, we were second. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, sorry, I'm going old school. Okay, but what I'm saying is it's a must-win game, and I think there's going to be a lot of pressure there. But luckily for us, the first game's at home, and hopefully if you can intimidate them here, that might have a knock-on effect in terms of how they perform at their stadium. I think Arsenal, you know, I think not enough people are having conversations about Arsenal. All right, their run might be pretty easy and stuff, but they're winning games. Hmm. Mm, is I it six that they won now? Or eight, eight in a row, but they are—they've played some proper rubbish. Honestly, yeah. like honestly, crap. And they've been lucky to win some of those games as well. So yeah, they my, need my, a only, my, my only problem Eat is gags. Yeah, my only problem with Liverpool is, and I hope this doesn't, you know, be, you know, be a trendism. I find that you know when it's a team that you think Liverpool should be, it's almost like we don't give them respect or we don't wake up to it. Yeah, but that's the fans. I don't think the players do that. Klopp won't allow it. No, no, I mean, no, I mean, like, so many times we've played, like, like your West Bromwich Albions of last season and it's been underwhelming and things. What I'm saying is we need to absolutely demolish them. You know, we did really good against the big teams in, in the Premier League. We need to start, dis- like, absolutely, and we have done this season. So long may it continue. I've, I also feel with Liverpool as well, I wonder what you guys think is, 
Um, I feel like we have all these easy fixtures together and we had the cluster of tough ones. It would have been nice if they were easy, evenly sort of distributed a little. Just a thought. Yeah, of course. Of course it would have been nice, but this is the way, this is the way the cookie crumbles, man. Uh, Cam, what are your thoughts on the, the month to come after the international break? Yeah, the one that stands out for me is actually the Arsenal away game. Um, in all of that, it's, um, it's a chance to lay down another marker. You know, uh, they are a top four rival. They are, they are playing reasonably well. Yeah, they may have been looking in some games, but they've still got the points on the board and the points give you confidence. And, you know, the, the two strikers are, had a, had a good game the last game and the, the midfield's performing a little bit better, but the, the defense is weak. Um, if they've got a weakness, and when you when someone's got some confidence and they're making a run, the best way to go in is to knock that confidence the fuck out of them. And yeah, but we, it's we gotta, uh, we gotta it's do quite that. a few games, isn't we, it? We yeah, gotta do, we gotta do that. That's what we gotta do. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. about three games in, isn't it? On that, yeah, run. yeah, it's gonna it's gonna yeah. be three weeks away. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we got two we got two really important games before then, and uh, I think we, is is the Champions League game before? Yeah, the yeah, yeah. So all yeah, three games yeah. before Arsenal are must. I think all have must, to, must nine, win game. nine points must out win. of all of them. Yeah, we got to get nine yeah, points. Yeah, yeah. We can't afford to uh, uh, drop any points, and and they are winnable games that we shouldn't really not have any excuses not for winning any. Let's be honest. Like I say, cause our defense is looking superb. Teams are going to struggle to score against us. Mm. And that sounds when, good, doesn't it? That that's yeah, so new, so fresh. You only, <laughs> and you only need a goal then, because you've got confidence in your defence. This is the beauty. This is the beauty that not people, many people are saying. Do we really, Pardy, need the front three to score that many goals again? Like you know, we want it. Obviously, we want it. But do we really need it anymore? Um. Yeah, I think we do. Sorry. I think we do need our front three to be smashing the bejesus out of anything that comes near it. Because it's that fear factor. As soon as you step on the pitch, you see Salah, Firmino, Mane, and you think, ah, oh, for fuck's sake. Argy, argy, what are we going to do here now? We stop that one, that one will do something, we stop that one. The thing is, though, as one is being nullified, the other eight, the others aren't moving. They, they're not going into the, the spaces I think they should be going into, or Mane or Firmino I think should be going into, when Salah is three on one. I don't know why. They go, they seem to go, they drift closer to him or one goes close. And I get the being a support element in regards to being an option to get the ball so someone passes to you and off you go and something else happens. But sometimes I do sit there and wonder, you know what, why don't you just run into the box? Do, do something different. And what comes to mind is pre-season. Pre-season, you would see these beautiful balls between Sturridge and um, Cater, Sturridge and Moreno, Sturridge and anybody else. And somebody on, here's a plug for another pod, somebody on one of the other pods said, why don't you stick Sturridge in midfield? I heard that at the same time of thinking about somebody in another group chat turning around and going, who's our best passer? I didn't have a chance to reply to either that or think about more. But Studge was in pre-season fucking awesome at passing, absolutely brilliant at passing. Yeah, and it doesn't. If I was trying to sit there and think, all right, I want something completely different for a change. If I had Salah, 
Mane and Firmino in front of me. And I was a striker. I'd put the ball where a striker wants it to be. Who would be the best person to put the ball where a striker would want it than a striker? So you're advocate, or, advocating Studge the 10? I, I'm advocating Studge to really fuck people's shit up at times. <laughs> Just, and, and it's hilarious because like when he came on against Chelsea, mm. nobody saw him scoring that. No one did. He probably did in his head. I didn't. But when he came on, he was a nuisance. Zakata came on, it was an absolute fantastic nuisance. Shakiri came on against Chelsea. He was a nuisance. Wish's toe would, yeah, he should have scored. You know, Wish's toe would stretch a little bit longer. The fucking short ass Mars steroid little shit. But if only he was another bit in, you know, if only he was another inch taller. Yeah, you know, he would have, the, the toe would have been able to just curve around nicely, and it goes one nil. But that kind of zest, that kind of energy is great. But that vision of a striker supplying another striker is great. It's why Barnes was so great when he was in our midfield, right? Yeah. Way back when. I'm not saying that Studge will be a midfielder for us. I'm not saying at all. But I do think that, you know, he's there to fuck shit up. Do you think he could be the AM for us? The attacking midfielder? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I do. I see, I see you. I, I, I can see where you're. Where you coming from? I'd now. actually, I'd actually switch it. No, I'd switch it. I'd, I'd switch it the other way. You'd put Bobby there, wouldn't you? That's right. Bobby 10, studs yeah. forward. That's what I would do because, because Bobby's already dropping deep anyway and he presses like a maniac. So you don't lose anything in midfield. Studge going in there, you're going to lose too much. You'll be open. You'll be fucked, basically. From, from a, from a Klopp defensive angle, he won't give what, uh, you know, like a, a third midfielder would. Whereas, Bobby is pretty much doing more than a midfielder yeah, would. Oh yeah, I know. He's doing better. He's doing yeah. much better, but he's no, he's like no, a mean, mean fighting machine that he he's is. no Kater, Hendo, Milner. He won't put those, that effort in. He won't just, can't, he can't. I don't think is it's, it's in him. You know, so. You want those two in the team together. You've got to go 4-2-3-1 really, haven't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think. So Nin, what do you think? Studge and Firmino in the same team? I have a a slight problem with it. Go on then. Not, n- not saying that it can't work. May, like, maybe if Firmino plays, maybe if we change the system like you guys said, maybe play Firmino just behind him, the, the strikers, because what I find is if Sturridge plays, Sturridge goes central. And if you put Bobby out wide, I feel like you've lost a player. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no one's putting Bobby wide. Don't worry. Yeah. If you put Bobby wide, then you might as well be 10 men down as far as I'm concerned. Or down to I 10 suppose men. against, the, sorry, I was going to say, suppose against the so-called weaker teams, why not go a little bit more attacking? Go for the two, uh, the double pivot, as long as it's the right mm. double pivot. And that's, that's really crucial in all of this as well. Getting the two right. If you get the two wrong, you've had it as well because yeah. then you're you're exposing the defense up too much because you're you're too attacking in in okay. a way. Let me put this to you. This is the discussion that me. Could and we the... not? Could we not give Firmino like the three kind of Coutinho role? Yeah, yeah, the ten. That's the, the ten. That's the, the ten. That's the ten mm. role. Yeah. I just call it the three role because sometimes even tens can be rigid. Yeah. So anyway, I was going to put this to you. I was going to put this to you, uh, Cam. Uh, me and, me and Keem, uh, Hakeem were having the conversation in the WhatsApp group about this exact point, the 4231. The problem is, would you agree with something that was said in that conversation that 
the the team or the players as we are now are maybe too used to playing a 4-3-3. And that's why when we did try the 4-2-3-1 against Southampton, we pretty much threw it in the bin at halftime because everyone blamed Shakiri, right? Everyone blamed Shakiri. He didn't do his job. But the two struggled as a two. It was like they couldn't play as a two. They needed then, the third. And, well, and the, the ideal person then would have been Fabinho. Because he's used to playing in it. But he's not getting that, a chance. He's not getting a chance. And this is the, this is now the opportunity against the so-called weaker opposition to bring, to bed in the likes of Fabinho to maybe, I mean, don't forget, we started off under Klopp as a 4-2-3-1. And if you watch the way we play sometimes, we don't play a rigid 4-3-3 because the two, the two wide men will come back a lot of the time and they'll, they'll tuck in a little bit and, they, and suddenly it's a 4-5-1. So it's a very fluid system we play anyway. So there's no reason why certain games, horses for courses, you can adapt the, the team, you can adapt the formation, and you can be more attacking with a four-two-three-one, but if you have the right personnel, and it, it, it's all about the right personnel. Absolutely is, absolutely is, and that's that's why if you do go with that four-two-three-one, like Baji says, he wants uh, Studge in there. You're going to have to have two solid midfielders in there. Fab's got to be one of them, and then you pick who you go with. Uh, one's got to be a bit more progressive as well, Cater. Maybe, you know, or a Ginny. Um, yeah. but, oh, Ginny's not that progressive, I suppose, but one of them's got to be progressive, you know? So it's, it's an interesting thought, but it means a system change for me. It really does. I, I don't think it can be done in a 4-3-3, Baji. I don't think it can be done in a 4 uh, listen, look, I'm still Barfi all the way. Fucking pulverize the dross, show the stars to Belgrade home and away, get the juicy ends at a fucking handout, let do a half time, and can't go drop him off somewhere. <laughs> Klopp's time to disco. Oh. Um, and, 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 and be done with it. Literally, go, listen. Huddersfield and Cardiff have been fucking turned inside out by literally everybody in the league already. Yeah. Yeah. It's surely our turn to do exactly the same to them. Arsenal, Arsenal are the interesting prospect because they look good, but they played fucking shit teams. Yeah. When they played, um, United. Chelsea. Sorry, Chelsea. Chelsea, Chelsea, um, Chelsea Man City. City, yeah. City was they their don't. first match, right? It was hilarious because they couldn't play from the back properly. No worries. They got battered. They played Chelsea. They lost because of Alonso scoring a goal. It was too awful fucking ages. So they got back into the match within the first half. I can't remember much about the second half apart from Chelsea getting a winner via Marcus Alonso. Then they plot on a run after West Ham and so on and so forth and then beat lots of teams. But they were fucking shit. They're the dross. So Arsenal beat the dross and that's it. You know, Unai Emery's turned a corner with them and all that kind of stuff. Great. They're now going to go and play more dross before they face us. But they've got a few, one more match than us. Because the, um, Carabao, Carabao Cup. Yeah. The Mudge Cup. Carabao is a water buffalo. Water buffalo mudge. Mudge cup. So the Arsenal play the mudge cup three, four days before they play us. So they've got lots of grunt, they've got a run of fixtures. And obviously if Unai Emery says to himself, alright, you know what, I've got the Europa League and I've got the Carabao Cup and then t- potentially things that we can go far in, he'll push his team to do well in them. Great. I say to him, go for it. Fucking kill yourselves in both of those competitions and get battered by somebody in the league. Hopefully us. 
Hopefully. Uh, Nin, any thoughts? Yeah, I, I truly, yeah, I, I... Sorry, Pudgy. <laughs> any, any thoughts on that, Nin? It looks like she no, hasn't. She hasn't none, got, none whatsoever. What the fuck? Great, none pod, great podcasting, folks. No thoughts on that at all. Pudgy, it's all mute. I'm joking. Right. So we, we're running out of time. We're getting, we're getting close to time here. So some pods won't take on the hard hitting frontline discussions. At Desi, we've never been afraid, you know, of wearing our hearts on our sleeves. It's only our pockets and pickpocketing we worry about when Nina's around. <laughs> All joking aside, it's something, it's something we need to talk about. It's, it's, and it's, and it's you. As we record. I've never stolen anything this year. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm just Don't about worry. to get serious as well. Oh, Jesus. You know, I, I mean, oh, and it, listen, it, it, it's your fucking peak time. Halloween comes in a couple of weeks. <laughs> 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 well, get Gus, Gus, has very, Gus, Gus has got a very special birthday coming up. He's going to get like merchandise with dye tags on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus You're going to get your scallies to knock on the front of the doors going trick or treat. Oh, you know dear. what? I wish my nephew was here, you know. I wanted to dress him up as John Wick. Oh, for fuck's sake. Right. This obsession with Keanu Reeves and John Wick, honestly. It's, Do you know anyone in a fucking black suit to you is John Wick? Black suit, black shirt, black tie, black shoes, black hair. That's yeah, it. John Wick. So John Wick. Black car. Okay. Honestly. Yeah, it's going to be on a horse in part three. Anyway... As as we record this pod, right, it's World <laughs> Mental Health Day, and uh, we sometimes cannot see or feel what another person is thinking, so it's very easy to ignore that side mm. of people's well-being. I know uh, many of you contact me as well after pods and stuff to say that you really enjoy these and they help you, and I really, really feel humbled by that. So I hope, you know, the, these pods do keep helping you, and, um, and, and you know, you, it, everything does get better for you. So to uplift anyone... Please, guys, all of you, share a Desi anecdote or a Liverpool one that would put a smile on anyone's face. And because, Baji, you do all the prep for this, you're going to go first to give these two a little bit of a hand. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a brilliant one. Go on. I've actually got... I knew you would. I've got a cracker. Go on. It's, It's November the 4th, 2017. November the 4th, 2017, my boy is born. I am bounding. Yeah. I, people may have written, read this, what I wrote way back when in May. So, you know, especially with this day being this day. So it, it was a tough day, but, um, I remember we played West Ham. I fuck anyone listens to this, he knows this or any other pod really when I've ever gone on, um, Harry Setti shows. I fucking hate West Ham with a passion. Yeah. They are my irrational hatred team. Uh, I don't quite completely get why or not, you know, all these things have happened in history when it comes to me and West Ham. I fucking can't stand them. So it was great. West, my son's born, we're playing West Ham, and first half, you know, looks a little bit iffy, but we're, we're doing alright. You know, we score, get another. It's not so bad. Then Lanzini scores. Now, as Lanzini scored, I remember it so well, every baby, does their first kind of poo nappy. So, Nina, you've not had this pleasure yet in respect to changing this said nappy, but it's coming because it's fucking disgusting. It's like Guinness mixed with Sarg 
mixed with something else, and it is literally it's just bl- this kind of blacky, greeny kind of poo. Yeah, all babies having the first two, three poos are like that. So Saib decides to have his poo like that. What's happening? Just, be- <laughs> just before Lanzini scores. Oh, so you can imagine Rapinda's, you know, recovering. There, my daughter's in the room watching, looking around, like, oh, daddy, look, you got changed nappy, it smells. My mum's looking on, like, going, go and then do it. <laughs> no help, no offer of any help. My mum, you know, my mum, 60 something years old, climbs mountains for fun, jumps out of planes, coming to, when it comes to changing the poo nappy though, my mum is the first out of the door. Yeah? Granny, fuck that shit, she's gone. Yeah, so granny goes, I ain't doing it, you do it. I'm, I'm like, alright, you know what, man, go on, Harinda, don't be scared, you've done this before, it's not a problem. I open side nap, it's a fucking desire, it's an explosion down there, I'm like, man, alright, no worries, I can do this. As I'm doing it, Lanzini scores, and I'm like, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I'm not paying attention to my son at this point in time, I'm looking at the TV screen, I'm thinking, for fuck's sake. I don't think I want to know. Put the nappy on his head, didn't you? <laughs> no, 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 no. Trust me, it gets much better. I'm like, for fuck's sake, yeah. So here I am. So I've taken the nappy off my son. So he's nappyless at this point in time, sitting there, and wrap it up, put in the nappy bag, go and throw it away, get the other nappy, come back. As I'm coming back. All I see is that Firmino's passed to Ox. Ox has then shot. It's come back off the keeper. Ox has hit it again, and it's gone in. And I'm like, oh, fucking get in, yeah! Kind of thing. Really shouting out loud. Everything's boosted and all this kind of stuff. I forgot my son's nappiless. So there he is, nappiless, sitting there, lying down, looking at me. I'm not looking at him, but he's looking at me. I'm not looking at him. All of a sudden, I'm like, have I spilled something? Oh, oh shit! <laughs> He's pissed on you! Did I found him? I'm kind of screaming around the middle of your stomach. You're like, what the fuck is going on here? Kind of thing. I'm like, I'm looking around. Yeah, I've turned around. I'm like, it's on my back now as well. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. I love it. That is brilliant. How's good that your son pissed on you in your face? Come out inside, right? He's pissed. Like, he's all taken back. I'm like, straight like a, like a rocket. Like, straight onto my stomach. I'm like, what the fuck? Obviously, because I turned around and I hadn't realised what was going on. It's on my back as well. Oh my goodness. Not, Not a great look. Oh my so goodness. my daughter's like, going, Ew, Daddy, what's happened to you? I'm like, what the fuck do you think happened to you? <laughs> well, you didn't say that. You didn't say that. <laughs> well, no, but, I was like, going, yeah, Dad. Oh, it, it's rather interesting. Did you bring a spare t-shirt? Oh, God, well, they've been not. disgusting. But you know what? I have, there have, I have, a, I have a similar disgusting baby story. Not my own baby, but I know someone. I was there and they were, they, you know, when you just fed a baby, a mother has fed a baby and she goes to the mother-in-law, yeah, hold the baby, play with him. Yeah. So this mother-in-law is just playing. Playing with the baby, she's rocking him, and she's opening her mouth, ah, and she's doing it in the air, and guess what? Vomits right in the mouth. The oh my god. <laughs> right in the mouth! I was just like, yeah, what the fuck? That is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> right, so. As Alan Partridge would say, back of the net. Um, but I learnt my lesson, I'll tell you what. Ever since then, whenever I've changed Saib's nappy, there's been two nappies there. 
one underneath him from when you changed him, but there's another one that goes kind of slightly above that <laughs> to the barrier. Oh, Jesus. So <laughs> just, just, in, just case. in case. Nin, just in case. What's your anecdote? Come on. Shall I share my Kama Sutra story? <laughs> oh, you must. <laughs> 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 Steady on, Marcy. It's not rated 18. <laughs> This is PG. These, these lads know this story. I told them we, we were driving up to the game and they could not stop laughing. But anyway, listeners, as you know, I am a bit stupid. <laughs> and I was born that way. And this story. Sorry, say back, that again. I'm a little bit stupid. Just a and little. And you were? I was. I, probably. It won't, it won't fucking surprise me. But anyway, I was about 15 years old and I just remember. Um, Again, some of my best memories were like all the family together and my dad would, um, it was like a Friday night and we were all very young. I was, I was 15 at the time and he would like sort of, he'd be like the lead talker and he'd share stories and he'd, he'd just talk. And one day the, the conversation moved on to religion and my dad was going around saying, you know, all religions sort of teach peace, whatever your, your faith or whatever you believe or don't believe in, everyone wants peace. And, you know, and he turned around, he goes, you know, us Muslims, we have the Quran, Christians have the Bible, Jews have the Torah. And I chimed up and I said, yeah, and, the, you know, the Hindu faith have the Karma Sutra. And there was a real awkward silence. <laughs> and I, I couldn't understand why. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and everyone just looked horrified and I was like what I just said something really smart here <laughs> did you start that with can I just say <laughs> I was mortified like everyone looked mortified I couldn't understand why my brother looked at me because you're such a dumb little shit <laughs> I, and you know he's like gritting his teeth so my dad couldn't hear him I'm the conversation over, but looked at me like, how does my 15-year-old daughter know what this is or doesn't know what this is? But I've heard of the book and I just assumed it was a religious book. <laughs> and, and when my brother told me, I was, oh God, it was just so embarrassing. I think it was probably one of my most cringiest moments, but I'm sharing it out there because I told these lads and when I told them in the oh, car, they were you know. laughing. <laughs> right, right, Cam, come on then. Okay, um... I won't do the nappy one, seeing as we've had a nappy one. Um, I'll do a football one. And it was uh, the 7th of April, 2016. And Liverpool are playing Dortmund away. And uh, me and Bargy were stood outside the stadium. It's about 6 o'clock. And I've got my Liverpool top on. I'm proud, you know, not knowing that our tickets are in the Dortmund end. Not in the... We're not with the Liverpool fans. And Bargy goes to me, yeah, we, we're... We're in the, we're, we're in the hospitality. I'm like, oh, okay. Where we, where are we actually going to be sitting then? Where are we going to be standing? He goes, well, we're with the Dortmund fans. I'm like, I've got my Liverpool top on. It could be a problem. No, 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 we'll be fine. We'll be fine. So I've gone in with a little bit of apprehension and a little bit of, I wouldn't say fear, but you know, I'm a little bit worried, you know, as to the reaction we're going to get when we get inside there. And we, we first go into have a little bite to eat and, there's a few Liverpool fans in there and we sit down with them. We have some food, no problems. Then we go inside the stadium and we're, we're surrounded by Dortmund fans, obviously. And, um, feeling a bit uncomfortable. And then you can hear the Liverpool fans singing away. So I started singing, you know, joining in the songs and Baji joined in the songs as well. And then 
some of these Dortmund fans are looking at us. So I said, oh, sorry, sorry. And they said, no, no, you carry on, you sing. You're here to support your team. So I was like, oh, okay, all right. Carried on singing. Game kicked off. Liverpool scored. I jumped up. Bargy jumped up. We're celebrating like a pair of lunatics. And we suddenly realised, oh, actually, we're in the Dortmund end here. We're like a pair of idiots celebrating. Dortmund fans, absolutely superb. They're actually patting us on the back saying, oh, what a great goal you guys scored. Fantastic, you know, this, that and the other. Again, completely taken aback by this. Come half-time, uh, to have a few selfies with the Dortmund fans like you do because that's a normal thing to do at a football game, isn't it? Have a few selfies. Nina would have been proud. So we have these photos taken and the fans, some of these fans go away. Can we Can we buy you a drink? Can we do this? Can we do? No, no, we're fine. Thank you very much. Second half starts. And uh, Dortmund score. Of course, they're all celebrating around us, but not a bad word. And we, because they were so nice to us, we said, oh, great goal. You, you know, it's a good goal. You guys have scored. You know, well done. Great game. You know, really good move and all that. Watch the rest of the game. Absolutely fine. No problems. And I just thought, why can't all football be like that? You know, I'm, I'm at a Liverpool game, but I'm in the away end. I'm, well, I'm in with the away fans. No, the home fans. I'm an away fan. Wearing my Liverpool shirt, not a bad word from anyone. Yeah, there was a couple of idiot Liverpool fans in front of us and uh, we we started hurling a bit of abuse at them to try and calm them down a bit. Not that that worked, but hey-ho. But I just thought, wow, what a great experience at a football match. I can go to a football match and not get abused by an opposition fan because I'm wearing my colours and they know I'm an, I'm an opposition fan and we can appreciate the game of football. And that's my Liverpool... Um, Nice story of Liverpool. Very nice. Wouldn't happen in England, would it? That at the end That's of the lovely. day, yeah, very, very nice indeed. Uh, so, Bargy... well, he hasn't told you about the Karma Sutra and three in the room. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bargy, Bargy, do you want to come to the awards? We had that point of the pod. Well, no, you didn't. Let you, well, you didn't tell us your story. What do you mean? I did. I did that vomit thing. The, uh, you you kind of interjected mine. Yeah, it was, it was, that was my story. That's fine. It's fun. We don't have, I, we don't have time for anything else now. We need to go to the awards, unfortunately. Oh, can I just say, can I take something? (laughs) Can I just say? No, 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 no. What I want to say is, um, with regards to my story, I was 15, ignorant, dumb and naive. I'm much wiser now and I hope it wasn't offensive. Uh, Whatever. I was going to say, what's changed? What's changed? (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. Yeah, let's let's get these uh, awards done and budge. Lovely. So new awards. So you know we're carrying on with the Pepgin and Peter because both forgot a P. So the new bad award is who gets Peters. Don't all say it at once. Hey, fucking hell! What well, great well, pod. First, um, all right, I'll go first. And the bad so award. Who gets Peters? Pistol. <laughs> oh. Thank you. I was waiting for him to say it. I wanted him to do it. Squats. <laughs> go on. Marla Tata. Marla Tata, go on. That sounds quite rude. No. No, no one tells, rude no one, no one tells Count to Tata. <laughs> what would be rude is if we talked about the PSG Sabu game one, but we're not going there. Who used to play for Stoke? Oh shit, yeah, no, no, Trooper, no, Trooper, no, 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 no. He actually scored the other day, didn't he? I don't know. I was going to say everyone was, no, we won't. Right, anyway, go on. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, 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 Cam. So Cam. All right, I, I'm, I'm really struggling with this, um, this, this particular award this, this time. Um, um, so, and this is going to be really, really controversial, and you're probably going to shout me down for this, and all the listeners are probably going to shout me down, but I'm going to give it to Klopp. Because, oh. I, because I think, um, <laughs> against Napoli, I think he, he got a lot wrong. Do so. you know, almost in years of this podcast, Bar Brendan, I think, got it once from Enzo. Mm. We haven't really given the bad award to our own manager. Yeah, but sometimes even a manager can get it wrong. And he'd take so, his, a little bit of a... Just oh, to put it out there, me. you would like to shoot our manager <laughs> with the water pistol because we don't want to fire bullets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's only a water pistol. I mean, you've experienced the water on you, so why shouldn't Clark? <laughs> it's filled with piss. <laughs> the piss pistol. Peter's piss pistol. <laughs> the triple P. Peter the piss. Wait, why is he have to bring us back? I, I do realise that I could say something extremely rude. <laughs> extremely <laughs> wrong here. So I'm not going to go down that path. Good man. Beep beep. Anyway, look, you know what we'll do? <laughs> right, okay. Let's go, go up. So, Let's go so who are you going to do your susu on? <laughs> Mate, I, I can't believe you've gone Klopp like flipping. Like, we give this to Mourinho every week, like, and you're giving it to Klopp. You bi- you put in Klopp in there. We give this to Trump. You put in Klopp in with them. What are you playing at? Angelotti played a blinder and you're blaming Klopp. Amy, what's going on, Klopp? Like I said, you're going to shoot me down. You're going to shoot me with a pistol. Carry no, on. You, you need a... You, need a you know what? Hand me the pistol. I'm shooting, Cam. <laughs> <laughs> You've already got two on your side, boy. <laughs> bang, bang, bitch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> In it. So, so, worst... So, so, who do I give the bad award to? Okay, this will be a good one. Um... This week, in, in Sydney, because that hurt me. That that hurt me. That goal. We were watching it together, Cam. I was just, ah, oh, God. So, yeah. um, if it's a footballing related thing, which I want to stick to, it would be him for scoring that goal, the bastard. That's for doing his go. job. Yeah, for doing his job. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'd rather give it to him than Klopp, you little shit. Well, oh, big shit. Lynn, <laughs> who are you gonna give the? Who are you gonna shoot? It's it's really hard, man, isn't it? Because like. I'm not being funny. There's no one's really pissed me off. Um, actually, you know who? Um, no, no, that's not a very good one either. It's really hard who I want to hit because I don't really hit anyone. I mean, it, I would give it to Mourinho, not because oh he said this or said that. He's just making my mum really miserable, and I don't like that. <laughs> oh shit! Mourinho just doesn't get away with anything, does he? No, he doesn't. But I'm not going to give it to Mourinho. So you know what? I think the person who I'm going to give it to is I'm going to give it to um. I tell you who's really pissed me off. It was actually a Martin. Was it Martin Tyler who was commentating on our game? Yeah. I felt like he was really like, oh, that's so poor. That's a clear. Him and Gary Neville um, combined were like, you know, like really like over egging the penalties and they almost wanted us to lose. And it was really like, I just don't want them commentating on our games because I kind of want someone who's not biased. Yeah, and there's Kara sitting there being proper, like, objective while the other two yeah. are Yeah. It's like, what the that, hell? Yeah, 
Yeah, and uh, you know what? Because we are keeping it football related, and I think that's very important, and nothing personal or anything like that. That's what really sort of pissed me off watching the game. It was almost like they were just waiting and waiting. Baji, you happy with them? No, no. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Martin, Martin, as most people like to say to him, Martin, huh? does it every week. It's nothing new with him. Gary Neville, same kind of kutta, just on a different day. Yeah. Just always barking. I, I fuck those two, to be honest. But at a football level, Fernand fucking Dino. How could you not give it to Fernandinho? And Asala Kutta got up and tried to have a smack of one of our players and didn't even get sent off. Puts his hand in the other guy's face on his chin and all that kind of, doesn't get sent off. Nothing happens to him. He's like he's immune from everything. So, you know, Abgoli Kav for Fernandinho. Oh, and fucking Cam too. How fucking dare you give it to Klopp? What kind of Kutta are you coming on this podcast and you're giving it to our manager? How dare you? <laughs> I think Cam is like, he's gone to silence. He's not even going to respond. So, Paddy, you might as well kick us off with the club selfies. We haven't decided who we're giving the bad award to, really. There's four different ones. What can we do? Cast the vote. There you go. Okay. Which one? You go on. I, I'll give the bad award. You can give it to whoever you want. Oh, me. I get to choose. Yep. Go on. Hmm. You know what? I'll, I'll give it to, uh, I'll give it to Fernandinho because he was a bit of a bastard. Should have got sent oh. off. You know what? I'll do that because I, I agree with that one. That was a, uh, Insigne hurt me, but I did think Fernandinho got away with murder on that game. It would be nice if one of those lot got sent off for a change, innit? Yeah, they would have got murdered after that as well. Anyway, selfie, selfie. Mares! <laughs> <laughs> I put something on Instagram as well with this. Clap <laughs> Don't, don't worry, mate. It happens to the best of us. They got history. Mares deserves a selfie for that. He gave us the points. He's supposed to join us. He's gone there and then he saw, you know what? Here you go, lads. Cam, who's getting the selfie? Oh, Mares all day long. All oh, right. Yeah, no doubt about it. And Nen, do you agree as well? Yeah, in football terms, who else can it really go to? Do you know what I mean? Is <laughs> None of our boys have scored this week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. None of them deserve it. I mean, the only other person that I'd probably give it to is uh, is um, my mum because, you know, <laughs> things are so bad at Manchester United that she's actually fleed the country and she's disappeared to Kashmir. <laughs> I would actually, uh, for this month, because it's a month pod, I would give it to Studge because I think he's... Ooh, really that's done, nice. He's done very well. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like a rena- renaissance for him. He's pressed really well, broken records in his own press. Um, he's, he's scoring goals. He's getting points for us. And, um, he could have scored more as well. And a joint top scorer, uh, that from the bench, just an unreal story, really. And if, if the story can continue all season, all the dreams that us like have when we speak about it in preseason, if Studge could make the difference, can he, will he, can he please do it? Can this be the year? And if something positive really does happen at the end of the year, and uh, there is some, like, you know, silverware there, and and it is his last year, it would be so fitting that he has that good year. So I would really like to give it to our own player, and uh, and Klopp's been saying some lovely things about his attitude, which is so refreshing to hear. 
So I would I would love to give it to Sturgeon and with the hope that he continues the run uh, as as maybe a super sub or, or even the guy who comes in to rotate for Bob and, and continues a scoring run. Okay. No. Um, you can't really disagree with that. So I'm putting the casting vote. Let's give it to Daniel Sturridge. Yeah, yeah, I'd rather give it to one of our own. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Mares gets the, uh, the, the, the distance selfie. Like, you know, when you're like taking it from far. That's <laughs> what's really the distance. He can have that one. But okay. <laughs> the one, the one with the two meter selfie stick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the one. Just fuck him off. It doesn't matter. But yeah, that's, that's really, really, uh, everything for the podcast tonight. I hope you had a, hope you've all enjoyed it. We come back and we've, um, we've had some fun, some funny stories, some disgusting stories, but hey, it wouldn't be dusty without making your stomach chin a little bit at some point <laughs> when Cam's on, especially. Anyway, uh, thank you very much. Thank you to Paji as always for his hard work on this one and, uh, Nin and Cam for being the court justice as usual. We'll be back hopefully sooner. Than uh, the November one, but we'll 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 see how it goes because there's I think there's a week in there where there's no midweek game where we might be able to sneak something in because we're out of the Carabao, but we'll see, we'll see, we'll chat to you at that point. Have a very very happy international break. <laughs> Podcast Network.